Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again! Come Silver! Let's go, big fellow! After the bank holdup, all of the outlaw gang escaped with the exception of one man. His horse was shot from under him, and he took refuge in a barn at the edge of town. As a hastily recruited posse surrounded the barn, word of the besieged outlaw's identity passed from man to man. Gee, is it true? They're saying it's Glenn Darby in there. That's right. I saw him come out of the bank with the others. The same one who married Amy Wilson last year? That's right. But why should he get mixed up with a gang of bank robbers? He's got a wife and a little boy. And the crossbar ranch will go to anyone, old Jim dies. Hold your fire! Don't shoot anymore! You'll hit the girl. Jay, look. There's Amy now. Riding straight for the barn and leading an extra horse. What's she up to anyway? Well, it's her husband in there. Yeah, but what's she going to do? Talk him into surrendering? I wonder. I wonder why she's leading that horse. Uh, she's inside the barn now. There'll be no more shooting as long as she's inside. You heard the sheriff. Yeah? Come on. We'll see how he means to handle this situation. Yeah. In 
Inside the barn, Amy faced her young husband. I have only one question, Glenn. Why did you do it? If you want the truth, I was bored. With me? With our home? We've never had a home, Amy. And I'm sick and tired of taking orders from your old man. You're bored with me? No, Amy. If your horse hadn't been shot, you'd have escaped with your outlaw friends. You'd have ridden away without even saying goodbye to me. I'd have come back. Expecting Paul and me to hide you from the law? I'd have come back to see you. Only you. I'd have taken you away with me. What makes you think I'd have gone? You love me. Unfortunately, that's true. But you're forgetting something. I'm a mother as well as a wife. Do you imagine that I'd desert little Jimmy? We could have taken him with us. And raised him in some outdoor camp. Is that the sort of life you want for your son? Is that what you want for yourself? To be an outcast, a criminal? Amy, I've tried to live according to the rules for your sake. But it wasn't any use. I was never cut out to be a rancher. I can't stand being tied down. You were bored. With a ranch, yes. No doubt you'd be less bored in prison. Let me see. Are they closing in? No. Holding their fire. Because of me? Glenn, I, I want you to walk out of here with me and give yourself up. No. I won't go to prison. They'll kill you. Let him try. You can't escape. You brought me a horse, Amy. Why? I don't know. I was down at the mansion house when I heard what had happened. When I heard your horse had been shot and you were in here. After that, I acted without thinking at all. You wanted to help me escape. I acted without thinking. I don't want you to escape. Well, the horse is here now and I'm going to make a break for it. Glenn... There's only one possible chance of your getting out of here alive. What's that? If I ride out of here with you. That's right. They've proved they won't shoot at you. Why shouldn't we ride away together? I'll do it, Glenn. Good. On one condition. Name it. That you never come close to me or Jimmy again. You don't want I'll that. tell you what I want. I want you to surrender to the sheriff. I want you to confess your guilt and serve your sentence. Then afterwards we can start over again. You can live down this one mistake. It was no mistake for me. Are you trying to convince me that you're bad? I'm trying to explain. I'm myself. I can't any more live without excitement than the ordinary man can live without food and drink. And I won't be tied by the routine of a ranch or prison bars. Or a wife and a child. You said you'd come with me. I'll ride with you until you're safe. Then I'll come back here and forget you. I'll ride alone. No, you won't. You've made me happy for a little while. I'll pay you in full by saving your life. Is it that easy? You'll stay with me, wife. You'll see, husband. Come on. Get up. Get up there. As Amy and Glenn rode out of the barn, the sheriff shouted to his men, Hold your fire! She's Jim Wilson's daughter. We'll not take any chances to a stray bullet hitting her. Get your horses and meet me here. We'll follow them. But the horses Amy and Glenn rode were faster than any in the posse, and they lost the sheriff's men in the hills to the west of the town. Other men who had been trying to follow the trail of the other outlaws were equally unsuccessful. Of course, in the days that followed, handbills were printed and sent to all the surrounding counties, but nothing came of them. It was over a week later that Amy rode back into town and gave herself up to the sheriff. 
In the eyes of the law, I know I'm guilty of helping an outlaw escape, Sheriff. My only excuse is that he... that he was my husband. I'm ready to go to jail. Amy didn't actually go to jail. She stayed with the sheriff's wife until her trial that same day, and the jury acquitted her without leaving their seats. Not guilty. Then Jim Wilson took his daughter home to her little son, and the town saw practically nothing of them during the years that followed. The townspeople didn't forget, however. That would have been impossible, for Glenn Darby became the most notorious outlaw in the Southwest. His name was never spoken at the Crossbar Ranch. Still, little Jimmy had to learn the identity of his father. It happened when he was ten. Whoa! Whoa, boy! Mom! Jimmy, you've been racing that pony. I had to get here fast. Tom Thatcher says that Glenn Darby is my father. It isn't true, is it? Just because we have the same last name, that doesn't mean anything. My dad's out in California, isn't he? When I told you he was in California, he was there, Jimmy. He isn't Glenn Darby, is he? Son, he... No, he's bad. I won't have him for a father. It isn't up to us to judge any man. I hate him. I hate him. If I ever see him, I'll kill him. Jimmy. Jimmy, my boy. Oh, Mom. Why did you ever marry a man like that? He was different then, Jimmy. He was young and carefree. And when he laughed, he made everyone else want to laugh, too. You'd have liked him. What happened to him? Happened to him? Well, I... I can't answer that question. Why did he turn bad? Why did he run away and leave you and me? Try not to judge him. I hate him. Don't say that. He must have hated us. He didn't. Jimmy, please don't hate him. By hating, you only hurt yourself. Think of your father as someone who isn't strong, who isn't well. Try to feel a little sympathy for him, the way you'd feel sorry for a sick person. But he isn't sick. He robs and he kills. He's never been accused of murder. He's mean and cruel. I hope they capture him and hang him. Oh, Mom. Mom, my own father. My son. Oh, my son. That was the last time Jimmy ever mentioned his father. And the boys in the county soon learned that it was a dangerous thing to speak of Glenn Darby when Jimmy was around. He nursed his grievance against his father in silence as he grew into young manhood. And the fact that he came to resemble Glenn more and more increased his resentment. The resemblance was nothing short of startling. Old Jim Wilson died, and his grandson Jimmy took over the management of the crossbar. He worked hard, desperately hard. It seemed that he was trying to prove to the world that in spite of his appearance, there was nothing of his father in him. He never smiled, and Amy worried, afraid of the hate which she knew had been growing with the years. Late one afternoon, as she was preparing supper, there was a knock at the front door, and she hurried to answer it. Now, who can that be? The sheriff probably dropping in for supper. Glenn. Hello, Amy. May I come in? Yes, I'll ask you in, but only because I don't want any of the men to see you. Hurry. Why have you come here? You've changed, Amy. Naturally. 
It's been 20 years, and they haven't been very happy ones. You should have stayed with me. You'd have stayed young. Do you imagine you've stayed young? I've survived fairly well. Just look at that picture on the table. My picture. You've kept it all these years. Look again, Glenn. It isn't your picture. It's your son's. What? But that is the way you looked 20 years ago. Now look in the mirror and see yourself as you are. I need a shave. That wouldn't help much, Glenn. What you've been and what you've done is written in your face. You're bitter, Amy. I've tried not to be. I've never loved anyone but you. I suppose I could say the same thing, but it doesn't mean anything. It's been over for so long. Are you sure? I'm positive. I think I'll put you to the test. You're ridiculous. There's a man on my trail. He's more than an ordinary lawman, and I need some place to hide. He'd never suspect that I'd come back here. I'd be safe here. You're so wrong, Glenn. It's getting dark. Your son will be here any minute, and there's a terrible hatred in his heart for you. If he should find you, well, one of you would die. I don't want anything like that to happen, so get out of here. You've taught Jimmy to hate me? No, I fought against it. Get out of here, Glenn. Mom! It's too late. He just came in the back door. I'd like to see my son. Mom, we finished cutting out our trail hood, and we can start with... Ta- Hello. Company. Just a traveler asking the way to Fort Carroll, Jimmy. The main trail's a mile south of here, stranger. Stranger? He's no stranger. This is Glenn Darby. That's right, son. Don't call me son. I've often imagined what I'd do if I ever met you. Well, here we are. Go for your gun, Darby. Don't worry, Amy. I'm not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. I've often wondered what I'd do if you refused to fight. If I could draw my own gun and shoot you through the heart. Well, I find that I can't. Jimmy! How have I ever hurt you? By branding me with your name. By making that name a shame and a disgrace. By making it impossible for Mom and me to hold up our heads among decent people. Your head's high now? Sure. Because my chance has come to wipe the slate clean. And when I squeeze this trigger, I'll have no more feeling about it than if I was shooting a coyote. Don't! Don't, Jimmy, I won't let you... Get out of the way, Mom. Drop that gun and raise your hand. A mask, man. One of his hired gunmen come to rescue him. Do as he says. Drop the gun. Drop it. You're wrong, Jimmy. This isn't one of my men. This is the Lone Ranger. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
continue. Amy wrenched the gun from her son's hand and threw it to the floor. Both the boy and Glenn raised their hands high. So you finally caught up with me. I had no idea you were here, Darby. I've come on other business. Ours can wait. Mrs. Darby. The Lone Ranger. I apologize for the way I came in here with my guns drawn. I'm glad they were. I couldn't afford to waste time in explaining my mask. I had to make you listen. To what? There's a band of Apaches on their way here. Apaches? They're after the trail herd. I'll get the mail. Oh, wait. You're Jim Darby? Oh, yes. This is a war party. They aren't after cattle. They're after scalps. They mean to murder us? Get your men, Jim, but bring them here. I'll leave some in the bunkhouse to protect it. There's no way you can protect it against fire arrows. It's made of wood. This building is adobe. Concentrate your firepower in here. There's a chance we can hold off the Indians until help arrives. We can close the shutters. There's holes in them to shoot through. We'll see if they're closed. Got your men and all the ammunition you have on the place. Right. You said until help arrives. My friend Toto is on his way to Fort Carroll. But that's miles and miles. Unfortunately. Darby, you're not a renegade, even if you are a criminal. You'll fight. Amy's my wife. Jimmy's my son. Of course I'll fight. Then come along. Help me with the windows. The shutters were closed. The crossbar cowhands poured into the ranch house with all their guns and ammunition, and the Lone Ranger organized the defense. He had just finished assigning the men to their stations when he heard Jimmy shouting, Oh, that coward! A yellow coyote! What's the matter, Jim? My father. He's gone. I thought you told me he was going to fight with us. You told me he would. He lied. He waited for his chance and then slipped out. Why didn't you let me put a bullet through him? Is that what you meant to do? Just when you came. I was going to... I understand now why your mother was glad my guns were drawn. Yes, you stopped him from committing murder. Why oh, call it that? I'd have saved the hangman a job, that's all. Your father will not hang when he's caught. To my knowledge, he's never killed a man. He's planned his robbery so carefully that killings were never necessary. Perhaps he's against killing on principle. Perhaps that's why he ran away. Glenn Darby's a criminal, Jim, but he isn't a coward. You standing up for him? You who've been trailing him? There's some good in the worst man. Not in him. I'm not condoning the laws he's broken. But I could tell you stories of people he's helped to... Come here. Who was that? Andy, my foreman, out in the kitchen. Uh, come here. Yeah, what is it, Andy? The light's bad, but I think I see them. Riding out of the canyon to the east. That's the wrong direction. They were north of here. They'd have to cross the ridge to enter that canyon from the east. They haven't had time. Hey, look for yourself. No, those aren't Indians. You're sure? Look, Jim. Oh, it's Glenn. Yes. Half a dozen men with him. His followers. He went to get them. And he came back. He can use their guns. I I don't want to speak to him. All right, you'll not have to. Take charge of the men at the front of the house. Right. Oh, 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 oh. Masked man, you don't have to be introduced to this crew. Kansas Charlie, the singing kid. I recognize most of them. You have a proposition. I'm not interested. We'd like to lend a helping hand. All we ask is that you let us ramble on after the fight's over. I'll make no promises. I understand. I'm staying. Yeah, so are we. We thought maybe we could bluff you. Was anybody else but those murdering Apaches? Inside, here they come. Come on. charge, the concentrated fire from the ranch house took them by surprise, and they wheeled their horses and raced away into the gathering darkness. Have they really gone? Is it all over? No, Mrs. Darby. They'd like us to show ourselves, that's all. They'll be back. There's over a hundred of them. Yes, Jim. 
It was only a few minutes later that the barn burst into flames, and then one after another the other buildings around the ranch house were set on fire, but not a single Indian could be seen. This may satisfy them, burning the buildings. I doubt it. The flames reached for the sky, bathing the ranch house in their fiery glow, and then slowly they began to die down. It was not until the buildings had burned to the ground and the night was only lit by the stars that the Apaches showed themselves again. A thunder of hoofs echoed around the ranch house. They're circling us. Open fire, men. As the men in the ranch house blazed away, the Apaches answered with a hail of lead that cracked and splintered the wooden shutters. A few minutes later, fire arrows streaked through the night toward them, and soon window after window was wreathed in flames. There was nothing to do but throw back the shutters and shoot from the open windows. To shoot, a man must show himself, and the singing kid was the first casualty. The Lone Ranger found him crumpled on the floor beneath his window. A chest wound close to the heart. Uh, Oh, it's too close, mister. I'll see what I can do for you. Oh, no, I'm all right. As all right as I'll ever be. You won't have to take me to jail. (laughs) Oh, bury me not on the lone prairie. Is he gone? Yes. Back to your post, Glenn. I'll take his place. That vicious attack lasted for over an hour. Three of the crossbar hands were seriously wounded, and Mrs. Darby was caring for them when she suddenly realized the shooting had stopped. The Lone Ranger knelt beside her to help her with the bandaging. Now, now have they gone? We can't hope for that. We got a lot of them. That's why we're having a let up. They'll crawl back and recover the bodies. And afterwards? There's no telling. It's hard to see a redskin crawling along the ground. They might get close to the house, a lot of them. Tell the men to keep a sharp lookout. Right. Boys, watch the Redskins. They might get close. The period of waiting was more nerve-wracking than the actual battle had been. And the defenders of the ranch house found themselves shooting at shadows until the Lone Ranger warned them they must conserve their ammunition. The hours passed slowly, and the men dozed a little, lulled into a sense of security in spite of the Lone Ranger's warnings. The warnings were justified. There was a storeroom built onto the rear of the ranch house. It had no windows, but there was a door, and the Apaches had crawled up to it. Now they were trying to break it down. There was no way the men in the ranch house could fire at them, and the Lone Ranger ordered a barricade built to strengthen the door. Boys, nail that board against the door. Hurry! The door's given a little. It should hold, as we... What is it, Charlie? It's Glenn. He's going up to the roof. To the roof? How? There's a trap door in the kitchen ceiling. Listen, that's Glenn. He's shooting down at the Indians. It's suicide. The Lone Ranger ran to the kitchen and climbed the ladder that led to the trap door. He pushed it back and pulled himself up to the flat roof of the ranch house. Glenn Darby was lying at the very edge of the roof, and the Indians were returning his fire. The Lone Ranger crawled to the outlaw's side. Come on, Glenn, get back. A few more rounds and they'll clear out. You've been wounded. Scrank. Get back. All right, mister, but let's give him one more volley. Right. As the Lone Ranger and Glenn poured lead down from the rooftop, the Indians broke and ran. Then the masked man helped Glenn back to the trapdoor. I can't. Can't 
make it. Jim. Yes, sir. Your father's been hurt. I'll hand him down to you. All right. All right. Easy now. Glenn was handed down into his son's arms, and the boy carried him to the couch in the living room. Amy knelt beside her husband. You shouldn't have, Glenn. You shouldn't have. Only way to get a shot at them. Quick, Jim, that pan of water and that gauze on the table. No need to waste your bandages on me, Amy. Ask, ask the mask man. Mr. Is he going to die? I am afraid so. Oh, oh, Glenn. No need to take on. Good riddance, isn't it, Jim? I'd have said yesterday, yesterday. Not now. Why not? I haven't changed. I have. I hated you because I thought you hated us. I thought you must have to leave us the way you did. You... You don't hate us, do you? Tell him, Amy. No, Jim. He doesn't hate us. You've proved it. Dad. It's nice to hear you say that, son. At that moment, a wild fury of sound broke outside the house. The Indians had returned to the attack, and the men who had gathered around the dying outlaw hurried back to their posts. It was growing light, and the Indians circled closer and closer. The ammunition in the ranch house was giving out, and one after another, the defenders were forced to cease firing. There seemed to be only one possible end to the raid. When the last gun was silenced, the Apaches would wreak their vengeance. They sensed the moment was close at hand, and their war whoops mounted to a frenzied pitch. Then high above the bloodthirsty yells, a bugle sounded. The troops! Paddles brought them in time. Look, they're circling the Indians they haven't surrounded. They'll catch every one of the renegades. This will be their last raid. Mom, Mom, it's all over. The troops have come. Tell Dad that it's... Jim, it's too late for that. Too late? Yes, Jim. See, there's a smile on his lips. He couldn't speak, but he was happy. I can believe that in his heart of hearts it, it was something he always wanted to do. To, to die, Mom? No, son. To, to come home. renegade Indians who lived through the fight and the remaining members of Glenn Darby's gang were marched away through the canyon to the east, guarded by the troopers, Tonto, and the Lone Ranger. Jimmy and his mother watched the fading cavalcade. The masked man. A brave man, Jimmy. I'll never forget him. I'll never forget something he said, Mom. That there's some good in the worst man. And then he gave Dad a chance to prove it. To feel so differently about him, to, to be washed clean of hate. It, it changes everything, Mom. And the masked man's responsible. Yes, Jim. He's brave and wise and kind. We shall never forget the Lone Ranger. Thank you.
is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.